0: Welcome to the Band of Brothers Cycling Podcast. In this series, we talk about the biggest races in cycling and how we prepare for them and give you some insight into the personalities within the team. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Band of Brothers Podcast. I'm Steph, one of the team's press officers, and today we'll be catching up with Kian Urebrooks and Iris Gelling ahead of the Amstel Gold Race. So, Kian and Ida, thanks very much for joining us.
1: Welcome. Good to be here.
2: Thank you too, Stephanie.
0: And of course, we have the pleasure of being joined once again by my colleague Andreas Hartmann.
3: Hello again. Welcome, everyone, to episode number four.
0: So before we get stuck into the podcast, let's just go through a brief overview of the parkour of Sunday's race. The 56th edition of the only Dutch world-tour one-day race is just over 254 kilometres long and contains 33 bergs. The route heads off from Maastricht through a series of villages, from which point it then leads into the country roads of Limburg, a province which, at least when we're talking about the Netherlands, is generally considered to be quite hilly. It then takes on a series of complex loops, with the climbs then coming thick and fast as the riders go on to rack up the kilometres. As usual, we'll also see numerous roundabouts, narrow country roads and tricky turns, so positioning is going to be important in the race. The course zigzags from one short, sharp climb to the next, consisting of repeated ascents of several of the climbs, including the likes of the Bembleberg and the famous Kauberg, each of which appear three times in the event, and serve to thin out the peloton with each passage. The steepest ramps in the race come in the run up to the finale, where double digit gradients await the riders. And not to mention the 30th hill of the day, the Koekenberg, which at 1.2 k's and a maximum gradient of 22%, poses a tough challenge for those with tired legs. The last climb of the race is the Bemleberg, followed by a 7 k run into the finish in Valkenburg, where it's often the case that a select field fights out the win in a reduced sprint. And last but not least, we should also mention that our very own sports director Enrico Gasparotto won the race on two occasions, in 2012 and 2016, and he will be guiding our riders from the team car this Sunday. So, turning over to Ida and Kian now. Ida, Amstel's the biggest race to happen in the Netherlands. Tell us, what does it mean to you to race on home soil?
1: Yeah, well, as there's not many races in, in Holland, it means, it means a lot to me and... Um... I, I didn't have the, the, the real experience yet as last year was a bit of a, a trick-off with, without audience and with this local loop which wasn't the real deal but still I enjoyed it massively so I'm, I'm really keen to, to start it this year in like normal conditions and uh, yeah it's, it's just a special race for me and as it is in Holland it, it fits my profile so yeah I just can't wait to, to get it going
3: I've just checked uh, the website of Amstel Gold Race, and uh, I opened the, the window and it's you on the main page of uh, Amstel Gold Race website. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, right? That's pretty dope. Yeah. I've got that picture sent sent to me already a, a couple of times by, by people who were scripting themselves for the, the, the tour version on Saturday. They were like, yo, Ida, have you seen <laughs> this? And I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> cool, right? So... No, that was that's, that's nice to see. Um, and, um, ha- yeah, I mean, last year I, I showed myself there, and I yeah. mean, uh, we'll see what what this year can bring.
3: How important would you say is the race for the Netherlands and uh, for the cycling, for the cycling culture and uh, competitions there?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, in Holland, this isn't like Belgium in any kind of way in, in the the cycling fanatic. Point of view, so it's it's really good to have at least one really big race in Holland. Um, I guess as it's quite far away from uh, the center of Holland, it's hard for a lot of people to reach still. But um, so everyone who who comes out is, is real cycling, uh, is a real cycling fan, uh, which which makes it cool. As yeah, the roads are always filled with people. What I've seen on TV, of course, um, and I mean we're about to experience in real life on Sunday. So I hope uh, yeah everyone is coming out again to, to watch the race.
0: And Kian, Ida mentioned there watching the race on TV. Now you've no doubt done that over the past few years. What were your impressions of what you saw from the race?
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, The last years I was always uh, looking to the TV screen and hoping to be maybe one day there. And uh, yeah, it's just the it's just also the, the atmosphere there is really like a party. Uh, maybe like I said, it's uh, the Belgium guys are maybe a little bit more into cycling. But if you see then all the the guys in the Netherlands uh, along the parkour they are really like, making a party of it (laughs) and uh, yeah that's also just nice so i think it's just a race with a really great atmosphere and uh, yeah it's also really a nice race with with a lot of hills and uh, yeah it's really a classic race a a big big race and uh, yeah it's uh, it's yeah just something yeah to look forward to
3: it's sponsored by a beer company so there must be a good a good party along the along the race course exactly (laughs) exactly yeah kian it will be your very first appearance in the world tour
2: are you nervous yeah for for sure always a little bit eh? the level will be for sure uh, higher than i am used to and it's also like my first classic race so it will be also a more nervous race than you know i did now until now all uh yeah stage races and they are always a little bit more easy but yeah i'm really excited to uh to yeah to try it and to see and, and to learn from the guys uh, and to try to survive there uh, so uh <laughs> yeah we will see either uh, i will ask also to you uh, how we can manage to survive <laughs>
0: That's actually a good a good point, yeah. Like Ida, what what would you tell Kian? What's some advice that you you would give him now?
1: It's a long race, and um, the roads are so narrow that it's when you get in good position on a on a point where you know it's going to be narrow roads for a while, then then you're in in good position for quite some time. So it's it's all about making the right decision on the right time and invest energy also on the right time, and then not kill yourself too much of course to get it up that position but um yeah it's key to to fight for every meter and to not push your limits on every climb to make up for what you couldn't do on the flats to 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 get in that position that's 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 really important i think also for you as you are really eager to race as a young guy and Want to be a good position, but then it's it's a matter of like don't waste energy on it too much on the climbs where you can put down your power. So uh, yeah, yeah I guess that's that's a good that's a, some good advice for you. Okay, thank you.
3: <laughs> Both of you are um, quite explosive riders. Um, is it a terrain that suits you?
1: Yeah, for me it, it's. I would I would say it's my perfect parkour. It's it's hilly, but it's not like pure climbing, Um, so that that suits me best. And there's not too many races in a year that it's a profile like that. So uh, yeah, I'm really keen.
0: And Kian, what's your approach to taking on your first World Tour race? So your preparation, is there anything different that you're doing because of the fact that this is a World Tour race, or in terms of training, or also mentally, are you doing anything different this time around?
2: Yeah, I think now uh, we, we had now a great pre- preparation and we were in shape. So that's also one of the reasons maybe that we that we go there. So I think it's really important that the shape was good, because if for me, if my shape is not so good, then I, I don't need to try to, to go there already now. Um, and uh, yeah, I think now the key is also to to rest a lot, to take the recovery that we have the super compensation this weekend that we are fresh at the start and uh yeah maybe one thing that i did different was now that i did also the recon uh before what i normally not have the chance to uh but now i did uh, last weekend the recon of the race so that i know a little bit how the climbs are how the circuit feels and uh yeah and f- yeah then I think I, I just need to to, to follow the, the other guys of the team and to see a little bit how how they play there with nutrition, how they play during the race um, I think there I, I really need to to follow their experience in it uh, because for me it's uh, all uh, yeah a big learning process um, so I think yeah, for the the fine tuning in the end the last days i really will follow the other guys Uh, but yeah now the preparation was to try to be in a good shape and and to to have an overview over the circuit uh, by doing a recon
3: you're feeling fit again after your crash in in copy
2: yeah yeah all all good <laughs> yeah it was not the best crash I, I i had not broken something but i had a cut in my face it's now gone <laughs> more or less but uh yeah it's okay it was was just a bit stupid there but uh yeah now the, the shape uh, went not away so i am happy
3: <laughs> that's good either the course is quite technical um where would you say are the key sections on the profile?
1: Mm, it's hard to say, it's, it's just up and down the whole day, and especially in the final, it's it's kicker after kicker. So, I mean, of course, the the Kauberg is 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 one of the famous parts where there's always going to be some attacks. Um, but over the years, I don't think there's really been like one main point where it always happened, like in, in Lies, Boston Lies, for instance, um, it's, it's a bit more open. So it can happen anywhere uh, in the last, I would say, 80K that there's, that there's something crucial happening. So you just got to be focused and, yeah, got to be ready for it whenever the big favorites start attacking. And that can be early, as we've seen in, in the last couple of races as well.
3: When you talk about Kauberg, um you're going over Cowberg for three times in total. Um, you mean the last time over Cowberg or the second last time already?
1: I would say the second last time already. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's around kilometer hundred sixty-five. So still a long, still almost hundred k
1: to go. Yeah, but it could be that there's some sub favorite. That's the final. Yeah, it's 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 an opener.
0: Uh, now, Ida, you mentioned earlier that this is the perfect course for you. Can you just explain to the listeners what type of riders exactly a profile like this suits? What kind of capabilities do you need to have?
1: Um, well, as a rider like I am, I'm, I'm just about not anything. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm okay in everything, sort of. I'm, I'm an okay climber. I'm, I'm, I'm okay on the flats. And there's just not anything I'm specifically good at. But then there's a race like this, where there's also not really, yeah, you gotta have that punch and you gotta you gotta withstand all the the little climbs and the endurance. Um, but further than that, you gotta also race, and there's there's a lot of tactics coming in, and I think that's also why I like this race so much as it's not just the strongest guy who's always winning. there's also tactics involved, and uh, yeah, that's that's what makes it racing for me, you know, not just pushing the most watts per kilo and then the strongest guys winning but it's it's just uh looking at your competitors and doing the right stuff at the right moment
0: it's like a bit more like chess on wheels (laughs) yeah that's
1: that's a good comparison
0: (laughs) yeah
3: um you already talked about the the crucial or, or the final part of the of the race um but earlier in the race do you think that there's a kind of key section also technical wise on the profile where something decisive can happen
1: um well not not specifically that i know point a or point b that i could say it like that but if there's a lot of winds you can also have that in mind um yeah the weather is also a big a big role of course it can be a big impact if it's if it's rainy and cold or not um I think for now the the forecast is looking kind of all right 13 14 degrees and maybe a few drops but um shouldn't be too bad. So uh that that that's okay but um yeah I'm not sure if there's really one big point where where you got to be ready. It's just it just yeah be up there the whole the whole race and especially in the final.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so it's basically positioning from.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a super nervous race, and uh, yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta bring your fighter spirit, and that's for sure.
0: Uh, so this is a question for either of you guys, uh, and I think this is really exciting because we're lucky to have Gaspar Enrico Gasparotto. Uh, in the team car guiding you guys on the day. And of course, he's the winner of Amster in 2012 and 2016 and has also two third places in the race. So what type of advice are you hoping to get from him or how much are you looking forward to having someone like him in the car?
1: Yeah, it's, it's cool to have a, a guy like him in the car. And he's also really good at, at motivating. Um, that plus giving good advice is just uh, yeah, the best thing you can have as a DS and um, yeah, well, it's, it's going to be cool as I, I didn't do the race uh, like the, the normal race before. So definitely I, I can use the advice of him where to be really, really in front and that kind of stuff. And I mean, he's also the guy who knows the tactics about this race and he can race, of course. So yeah, also tactic wise, <laughs> I, I, I won't have any doubts listening to him.
2: Yeah, I think so too. It's, it's really nice because, yeah, he knows, like Ida said, all the crucial points and those things. So also for me, it's really, really good that I can, yeah, learn from him. Uh, already maybe talked the day before about, yeah, how it will be that he can just give some advice about the race because, yeah, he know it for 100%. And uh, on the other side, I did now some races already with Gaspar. and it's always really a nice atmosphere. And and yeah, I would not say like like a party because it's in the end still serious, but uh, he's like yeah, it's just fun some time with him. And uh, so I think like all the maybe let's say stress or or bad uh, bad. Uh, Atmospheres or things you uh, will have because of yeah in my case then because of my first World Tour race will maybe also go away due to that because he's there and and he yeah he just yeah makes that that you keep smiling so uh, yeah I am really happy that he's there.
3: That's cool to see you so happy when when Gasper is there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah yeah it's it's always kind of kind of party
3: (laughs) kian cycling is a team sport and um of course you have to fulfill your your role in the team strategy but what has to happen so you can say you're happy with your race
2: oh yeah yeah it's that's really difficult i think uh, also now it it i i We'll try to help the team as much as possible for sure for me on the other side it will be also really a lot of of learning and 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 try to be at the right moments there and those things i think yeah when i when i can finish the race with a good feeling that i have done something Something good for the team, or that I was in a good position at the end. I think then, then it's fine. Uh, I think I, I want to finish just race with with a good feeling that I have done something positive in it, and uh, yeah, that I can make progress uh, then over the years. Uh, because I think uh, anyway, uh, it's uh, for me a long-term project. So uh, I think yeah, it's all about learning now, and uh, if I learn now now something out of it, then uh, then I am happy at the end. Yeah.
3: So doing your work and uh gaining some some experience will be the main goal for you.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So Ida, with illnesses, you didn't quite have the perfect last few weeks. How are you feeling now? And what's your personal goal for Sunday? Because I was at the race last year when you did that crazy solo attack. And can we look forward to something like that again from you this weekend?
1: Yeah, hopefully. Um yeah, I, I didn't have the start of the year I was hoping for with two times uh, sickness uh, which was also bad timing actually um after my covid i just started to feel good in training again and then the flu hit me quite bad um during sanremo or the the night before sanremo i was uh yeah sick for quite a while and yeah in training i've just not having the the best feeling the last few weeks so I, I really wish I could say something else uh, that, I, that I'd be in, in top shape on the start on Sunday, but um, unfortunately, I have to say that I'm just not in, in, my, in my best shape. Um, so I'll, I'll have to set my goals uh, a bit different and that may be with a, an early breakaway uh, to, to help the team in, in that way, but also to show myself out there.
3: Kian... Um... Would you consider Amstel as, as an important step for you in terms of racing? Um, or are there some other races on the, on your schedule which are even more important for you, maybe tactical-wise, uh, with a bit of more freedom?
2: Yeah, I think, yeah, let's say Amstel, anyway, it's not if we look to the the profile of rider I am, It's it's something what's not so bad for me, what could be not so bad in the future but it's not uh, the best race for me like for me i need longer climbs uh a uh, little yeah let's say a harder race but in a different way so here the it's more for explosive guys like eden also said to you you don't need to be like the the best climber but you also uh, yeah you need to have a little bit of everything and i am still a little bit more like like a climber so uh, it 's something what what will be not the best race I think for me in the next years, but maybe later on it could be maybe a good race for me, so I think from that side it's it 's really important to to Yeah, to do it maybe already now and, and uh, I got the chance to do it so so why not do it and because these are also races where uh, if you have experience in, in it, uh, yeah, it will always be easier later then uh, because then you know the crucial points so I think the more you do it the better it is for the future. Um so yeah from that side uh, I think it's really good to do it but uh, for sure uh, for me yeah it's better the the longer climbs at the moment but we will not we don't know how it will end <laughs> yeah.
3: but for this season it's definitely a a highlight for you
2: yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's you know it's my first world to race. It's my first classic race. So so it's 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 something new. It's it's the first time that we do this again. Uh, like we had the first pro race in the beginning of the season. Then we had the first stage race, and now we have the 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 first world to race on a, a classic uh, parkour what don't suits me the best. So I think maybe in the end, this is the biggest step until now we did this year. So for sure, it's really important. But uh, I think if we really look to races where we want to show ourselves or where we want to get a real performance, then for sure uh, there will be other races uh, Yeah, where we can do this. This is more really something to get experience.
0: All right, Ida. Have you checked the weather this weekend? What the forecast says?
1: <laughs> I'll i do it now. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a little bit. Um like I said earlier, I believe it's gonna be like 14, 15 degrees and yeah, cloudy with a with a bit of chance of rain. So it's it's classical Dutch spring weather. Um I mean it's it's nothing really special. Uh maybe I'd prefer even some sunshine. I'd like that always, so uh, but it's awesome that I that I really mind this weather. It's it's gonna be uh, a tough one anyway. In the end, it's a 240k race. It's a lot of altitude meters. Uh, so yeah, hard anyway. No matter the weather.
3: Will it be a sprint or a group making it uh, to the finish? What would you guys say? Ooh.
1: I I secretly hope, as it's always the the most fun, that it's it's gonna be a, a little group out of a, a breakaway who's been attacking each other for some while, and I think that's also the best chance for us and to 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 go for the best result possible.
2: Yeah, I think so too. If if you see the final, there are really a lot of climbs, steep climbs, who follows up really short behind each other, so. I think for a sprinter it's I for really a, a sprint with, with sprinters sprinter and a big big group of maybe 80 riders I think or or 50 even. that's that's not possible <laughs> I think it's more like either say uh, um and I hope also that it will be more like that that uh, the race gets open very soon and that everybody is on his place and
0: yeah okay guys so any special wishes for Sunday? Apart from winning or being on the podium, is there any race situation that you would just think like, this is just perfect for me, like this is going to be awesome?
1: Yeah, for me, personally, I would I would like to, to get in that early break as I know I don't have the shape to to follow the best riders in the in the deep final. Uh, I mean, I, I'd wish I had, but if I'm just going to be real with myself and the team, then I got to say I don't. Um, so it would be cool to, to get in the early break and if it's going to be one with maybe like 10, 12 guys who are cooperating pretty well uh, and can come deep into the final, that would, be, yeah, that would be my ideal scenario.
0: And Kian, for your first World Tour race, what would you really love to see happen?
2: I, I think uh, surviving as long as possible is the, is the main goal. To <laughs> try to survive, I will take enough, enough food with me, I will take enough water with me, and I, I will try to survive there. <laughs> That's my goal.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, good. Well, Andreas, you're going to be there as well, aren't you? So you can join in the party.
3: Yes, I will join the party, definitely. Nice. Yeah, looking forward to see you guys on, on Friday. And uh, yeah, let's bring it on.
1: Let's bring it on.
0: Uh, well, fingers crossed for you guys this weekend. Uh, Kian, it's going to be really exciting to see you race your first ever World Tour event. And Ida, judging by the enthusiasm of your performance at Amsterdam last year, I think your home race is going to be just as exciting again this year. Uh, so thanks to the both of you for joining us today.
1: Thank you, guys. Thank you, Steph. You're welcome. It was a good chat. And let's get it going on Sunday.
0: And as always, thanks to you, our listeners, for joining us for the Band of Brothers podcast. Make sure to stay tuned for our next episode, which features Marco Huller, who is back by popular demand ahead of Roubaix. So until next time.